Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. So now, finally, we see what Elon Musk is doing to Twitter and why. To him, it turns out Twitter is another CNN where fascists see a benchmark kind of neutral media outlet, hate it and fear it because it platforms criticism of fascists, bulwarks against fascism. And so they simply buy it to mute it and turn it into fascist propaganda while pretending they are merely defending what is to them just another brand name called, quote, free speech, unquote. And finally, yesterday, as the fight Musk picked with Apple morphed into the fight Apple and Google may now pick with him, these cats all leaped from the proverbial bag. Because yesterday was also the day that two of the most crass, most disingenuous, most venal Republican politicians in this country leaped to defend one billionaire monopolist against a different billionaire monopolist. It was the day the fascist began to repay Elon Musk and Free Speech Incorporated. First would be Speaker Kevin McCarthy, 
I think they should stop picking on Elon Musk. Leave Britney alone! Then would-be Republican presidential nominee Ron DeSantis. Elon Musk knows that's not a winning formula, and so he's uh, providing free speech. Free speech and Elon Musk in the same sentence. To Elon Musk, free speech is roughly equivalent to meaning free sandwich with every 12th purchase. More of what DeSantis and McCarthy said and what their involvement means for the actual future of actual free speech in this country and the new Google and Twitter thing shortly. But there is a second dimension to both the destruction of CNN and the destruction in real time of Twitter, which became evident yesterday, that may be what creatures like Musk are camouflaging when they beat their chests so loudly about the brand name that is, quote, free speech. When ultra-conservative media robber baron John Malone bought CNN and hired a hatchet man like Chris Licht to gut its successful shows and push its conservative talent, Malone didn't say, I have money, so I'm buying CNN to kill it. Malone first softened up the target by saying CNN needed to get back to neutrality like Brett Baer's newscast. Exactly the way Elon Musk bought Twitter and said his presidential preference is someone, quote, sensible and centrist, like Ron DeSantis. The third example, by the way, to complete the Brett Bear and Ron DeSantis subset of whitewashed right-wing extremists would be if either Malone or Musk now said that they were really in love with musicians and actors who just stayed out of politics like Ted Nugent and James Woods. Musk has, in fact, gone a little further even than Malone. And I think yesterday was a real watershed moment in understanding how and why. By buying Twitter and reinstating all the white supremacists and anti-Semites and misogynists and anti-vaxxers, or all of them at the same time like Trump, and claiming that in doing so he was merely restoring free speech, like the CNN case, it's not just eliminating the liberal content on a neutral media outlet. It is first positioning that outlet as a dangerous, one-sided, rigged plot against the right, against justice, against freedom, and then claiming, just like Malone and the new CNN, that Twitter 2.0 is centrist, balanced, corrective. It is moving the proverbial Overton window in a way never dreamt of before. In Twitter's case, it's trying to tell 400 million users that what two months ago was the far right is now the center, and what two months ago was the center is now the far and dangerous left. Did Musk design this play? Did he wildly overspend on Twitter intentionally just to manipulate its politics? Did he plan this? Well, does anything Musk do look planned? It is entirely possible and much less paranoid and much more in keeping with the reputation Musk is building for himself as a fire hose that the firefighters have lost control of to assume he did not plan this, that this was opportunistic, a window of opportunity, an Overton window of opportunity. Sorry. To the Apple and Google part of the story now, the Apple saga, I think you know, quoting a Musk tweet Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Which is so stupid. It could have been written by Sarah Palin on behalf of Donald Trump. As the Spider-Man writer Dan Slott replied, Hey, Elon Musk, I want to start a new podcast. If you personally don't promise to give me a billion dollars in advertising for it, you are stifling my free speech and are supporting tyranny, unquote. 
I not only applaud Mr. Slot's response, but I advise Musk that I will defend him on this subject for half a billion dollars in advertising on this podcast. Your turn. Again, sorry. So Musk also claims Apple is threatening to remove the Twitter app from its app store and disingenuously claims they won't tell him why when it's obvious it's about Musk dissolving, you know, all content moderation and restoring the worst of the Wild West attitudes that the site needed years to find a way to tame. And Apple's stopping advertising is hardly unprecedented in this last month of mayhem. Media Matters reported that half of Twitter's top 100 advertisers bailed out during this past month alone after, as another tweeter put it, fragile narcissist buys criticism factory. Musk, the super genius businessman, knows exactly how to get those advertisers back, of course. Threaten them. His next battle, his next threat, may involve Google. Axios reported yesterday that Google, quote, like Apple, enforces content moderation policies for app eligibility in its Google Play Store, which serves Android devices. But as of now, the company has yet to contact Twitter about any potential violations or issues, a source told Axios. Still, the source said, Google is monitoring developments around content moderation changes at the company, Twitter, end quote. It is conceivable Apple or Google or both could drop the Twitter app, though virtual monopolies or practical duopolies tend to give the benefit of the doubt to other virtual monopolies or practical duopolies. In short, corporations stick up for the other corporations. But for right now, Musk is suddenly the latest poster boy for Republican self-martyrdom over the, quote, free speech, unquote, brand name. The GOP is the party of bitching and moaning and self-identifying as the real victim here. So Musk's florid hyperbole about how whether or not somebody gives him a billion dollars in ad money is a battle for the future of civilization is exactly what fascists like Kevin McCarthy and Ron DeSantis want to be asked about by the media. Yesterday, somebody went so far as to tee McCarthy up even more perfectly than just a simple question. The question he was asked was about the government looking at what Twitter is doing about disinformation and reopening its Pandora's box. The government looking at Twitter and McCarthy was able to turn the umbrage machine up to 11. That is offensive to me. Government's going to go after someone that wants to have free speech? What do they have to look at Twitter about? Do they want to go more after American public about whether they can have an opinion on something? I think the American public have spoken on this. I think our First Amendment stands up, and I, I think they should stop picking on Elon Musk. Listening to Kevin McCarthy, short version or long version right there, it is, of course, difficult to get past that ludicrous conclusion. After a month of self-inflicted financial defenestration worthy of Kanye West, poor Elon Musk is only worth $191 billion. And none of his electric cars have spontaneously combusted yet today. I think. But the other part of McCarthy's clip there is equally stupid. I think our First Amendment stands up would be apt and relevant if McCarthy or anybody else agreed that the government should have some mild regulatory control over what is ultimately just a new form of a mass media network. But it doesn't. The First Amendment has nothing to do with Twitter. Most of McCarthy's vast catalog of idiotic remarks can be easily explained He's an actual idiot. 
He's an actual idiot who does not seem to process reality all that well. Anything Ron DeSantis says, on the other hand, could be base stupidity, but it is more likely to be yet another electoral scam that he's trying to cobble together inside that fascist head of his. You can see the little lines moving on behind his eyeballs. In that fascist head of his, monopolistic corporations who give him money are free to do whatever they want, wave the flag on their behalf, and monopolistic corporations which do not give him money should be investigated by the House of Representatives. When you also hear reports that Apple is threatening to remove Twitter from the App Store because Elon Musk is actually opening it up for free speech and is restoring a lot of accounts that were uh, unfairly and illegitimately suspended for putting out accurate information about COVID. That's like one of the main things that's being reinstated. And Twitter, the old regime in Twitter, their response was to try to just suffocate the dissent. And and, and Elon Musk knows that's not a winning formula. And so he's uh, providing free speech. And so if Apple responds to that, uh, by nuking them from from the App Store, you know, I think that that would be a huge, huge mistake, and it would be a really raw exercise of monopolistic power that I think would merit a response uh, from from the United States Congress. Guy gets elected governor of Florida, and now he thinks he owns Congress too. By the way, that statement about when you hear reports, the reports are from Elon Musk. Those are not reports. Reports are from NBC or even Fox News. A report from Elon Musk is just a statement by Elon Musk. Anyway, we have the first glimmer, finally, of understanding breaking over the horizon. Musk, by plan or unhappy accident, is doing the Republicans' bidding by neutering a liberal-friendly media outlet and turning it into a fascist propaganda website under the guise of free speech, TM, And now he has begun to be rewarded by the politicians for having done so. But what does Musk get out of this? He can't become president. It seems unlikely he wants to be senator or even a governor. Perhaps the kingmaker of the Republican fascist party, since you can take the boy out of apartheid South Africa. But as Musk has repeatedly revealed, you can't take apartheid South Africa out of the boy. Maybe it's just more money, more friendly deals from the government, more... Ironic, given DeSantis's self-serving cant, more Republican endorsement of Musk getting to enjoy another, quote, really raw exercise of monopolistic power. Those answers await. But for now, at least we know there is a developing DeSantis-McCarthy-Musk nexus, prearranged or ad hoc to shut off Twitter the way John Malone has shut off CNN. And we know that its meaning probably lies somewhere between Musk's assertion, namely, quote, This is a battle for the future of civilization. If free speech is lost even in America, tyranny is all that lies ahead. Somewhere halfway probably between that and, from the opposite end of the spectrum, the realization that so far, based just on his free speech tweets, all that Elon Musk is trying to do in this battle for the future of civilization is to make the world safe for caffeine-free Diet Coke. Still ahead, Elmer is going to the big house. Elmer Stewart Rhodes, leader of the Oath Keepers, convicted along with an associate of sedition 
the Trump told us to do January 6th defense didn't work out. Marjorie Trailer Park Green proving she earns that nickname every day. She actually compares COVID-19 transmission to farting through her underwear. She's going to be chair of the uh, House Subcommittee on Homeland Farts, isn't she? Also, she claims to have denounced Nick Fuentes after speaking at one of his events and taking a selfie with him. She should stick to farts. And in things I promise not to tell, we are about at the anniversary of the day they wanted to fire Jimmy Kimmel and replace him with me. Now that is a tease. That's next. This is Countdown. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to season nine of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Chris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever 
you get your podcast. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Countdown with Keith Oberman. Still ahead on Countdown, finally, Marjorie Trailer Park Green has found a topic matching her level of class, and intelligence and expertise. Farts passing through thick underwear. And this is simple. My boss called one day and said, we may have to fire Jimmy Kimmel. Can you replace him? I'll explain that. First, in each edition of Countdown, we feature a dog in need you can help. Every dog has its day. To Staten Island in New York and Meatball, another dog whose human could not even have been bothered to dump him at a kill shelter. He just stopped feeding Meatball. Then he left him on the street. Meatball wandered up onto a neighbor's porch near collapse, near starvation. Near and Far Animal Foundation is doing a fundraiser on Cuddly for Meatball's treatment. He's a tan and white pity with pleading eyes. They think if they can get him through the next few days, he'll make it. Simple issue, they need our donations. You can find Meatball on Cuddly or on my Twitter, and a retweet will also help. I thank you. And Meatball thanks you. Postscripts to the news. Some headlines, some updates, some snarks, some predictions. Dateline Washington. The codification of same-sex and interracial marriage passes the Senate. 6136. The same 12 Republicans voted yes who voted yes in the earlier procedural vote. House will now try to get it done. House will also vote on two bills today to preclude the pending railroad strike. The first would utilize the government's right to impose a settlement on both sides. The second would give the workers... Seven days of paid leave during a year. They had asked for four. Dateline Washington, we precede this story with a tweet from January 23rd of this year from former newsman Britt Hume. You know how old he is? He's 206. Hume writes, quote, here's a thought. Let's base our view on whether or not in one six was an insurrection on whether those arrested are charged with insurrection. So far, none has been. And guess what, Hume? Oath Keepers founder Stuart Rhodes and his Florida flunky Kelly Meggs both convicted yesterday of seditious conspiracy. Maximum sentence, 20 years. Regrettably, there is no maximum sentence for the despicable Brit Hume. And Dateline Elba, also known as Marilago. First Mitch McConnell said anybody tolerating the anti-Semitism and hate of Nick Fuentes would never be elected president. Then Kevin McCarthy lied to the media by claiming Donald Trump had condemned Fuentes, quote, four times. The correct answer is none. Then Trump issued his fourth different statement about his dinner with Fuentes and Kanye West. Quote, I had never heard of Nick Fuentes. I had no idea what his views were, and they weren't expressed at the table in our very quick dinner, or it wouldn't have been accepted. And then Trump condemned Mitch McConnell. He has still not condemned Nick Fuentes.
This is Sports Center. Wait, check that. Not anymore. This is Countdown with Keith Olbermann. In sports, U.S. over Iran, one nothing to advance to the next round of the World Cup goal by Christian Pulisic, who wound up in the hospital after a pelvic contusion when he ran into the Iranian goalie. He says he will be able to play Saturday in the game against the Netherlands. Despite mounting pressure, it looks like the crashing Green Bay Packers will also start. Quarterback Aaron Rodgers this weekend against the Bears, if he is healthy enough. The Pack, 4-8. and eight. The self-destructing Rodgers has looked terrible, but it does not look like the team is yet ready to bench him and go instead with Jordan Love, his backup. Rodgers hurt his rib, already had a broken thumb. He might need more of that ayahuasca tea that he boasted of taking, the stuff with the hallucinogen DMT in it. Or maybe the Packers coaches should. The golf wars could end per Tiger Woods. He says the PGA and the Live Tour, also known as the Saudi Blood Money League, could coexist if two conditions are met. If each group drops its suit against the other, and if the LIV people remove the ex-pariah player Greg Norman, who is their current pariah CEO. Golf people do not like Greg Norman. And he might be the thinking man's baseball player, but Joey Votto's braininess may not transfer to a real sport, chess. Votto revealed he had entered his first chess tournament at the Annex Chess Club in his native Toronto Monday. He asked his followers to wish him luck. His team, the Cincinnati Reds, promptly wrote, good luck, King. And then yesterday, Votto gave us an update revealing, quote, I got flattened by a nine-year-old. Ahead, this is the anniversary, approximately, of the day my boss called me at home and asked me if I could replace this other guy they were about to fire, Jimmy Kimmel. Things I promised not to tell coming up. First, the daily roundup of the miscreants, morons, and Dunning-Kruger effect specimens who constitute today's worst persons in the world. The bronze. I'm giving it to Tennessee nitwit Senator Marsha Blackburn again for the same thing as yesterday. She put out a baking video inadvertently calling, or maybe advertently calling, for cooks to burn down their own homes by not removing the wax paper before sticking the cookie dough into an oven preheated to 375 degrees. Kaboom! I'm going into reruns on this one because in retelling that story yesterday, I was reminded of the time when I was a kid and my parents took me with them to a movie that I had no interest in, and to shut me up, they got me a box of mini Reese's peanut butter cups. When the film ended and the lights came up, my mother said, okay, let's clean up the mess, and after a moment she said, wait, where are all the wrappers? The little wax paper brown wrappers. And I said, what wrappers? And she and my dad looked at me in horror because I had eaten the wrappers. I said, I thought they were supposed to be crunchy. I did have an excuse, I was seven. The runner-up, Herschel Walker, revealed yesterday, a week before the end of the runoff vote, he's lived in Texas for 17 years. And the, quote, home, unquote, he owns in Georgia, where he is running for the Senate in a week's time, he has rented it to other people for 17 years. CNN later found video of him from January talking to Georgia Republicans and saying, quote, 
I live in Texas, unquote. And then adding, quote, as I was sitting in my home in Texas, I was sitting in my home in Texas. A genius, a political genius, I tells you. This, of course, makes Herschel, all right, say it with me now, Walker, Texas Ranger. Well, whatever, let's dance. Do the Herschel. Nancy Faust, but our winner, Marjorie Trailer Park Green, if you somehow didn't see it, she tweeted, quote, I can't believe I'm reading this, by the way. She tweeted, quote, so many people still wearing masks. I just want to ask you if a pair of underwear, really thick ones, high quality cotton can't protect you from a fart, then how will a mask protect you from COVID? This is the kind of free speech Elon Musk is there to defend on behalf of America and God and uh, diet, Pepsi, caffeine-free. As somebody who wore a mask in a doctor's office the day before yesterday, there's so much wrong in this statement, I don't know where to begin, and so much dumb. Uh, Let's start with this. A mask does not protect you from COVID. It protects everybody else in case you have COVID. I thought even the functionally illiterate like Green understood this by now after nearly three years. Secondly, COVID is a virus transferred in droplets. Gas is a gas, which is why they call it gas. So the physics is all different. Got it, hon? Thirdly, why is this idiot talking about a pair of underwear, really thick ones, high-quality cotton? Why is she talking about protection from farts? Why is she talking about farts? Why is she in Congress? Why isn't she in the year 27 of the third grade? I mean, there is the theory that she does these stupid things like calling the Gestapo the gazpacho and tweeting about farts to draw attention to herself or maybe to obscure the evil thing she does, like getting Kevin McCarthy to insist she had already denounced Nick Fuentes, even though there was this selfie of her that's still on Twitter with Fuentes and Michelle Malkin. Remember Michelle Malkin? And it was at the Nick Fuentes anti-Semitism conference that she spoke at. And then she went on Twitter and denounced Fuentes, which kind of confirmed McCarthy was lying when he had said she'd already denounced Fuentes. So it's either one of those or... She's just a moron. Whatever the answer, she's Marjorie. How can a mask stop COVID if it can't stop me from saying stupid things like this? Green, today's worst person in the world. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to Season 9 of Next Question with me, Katie Couric. It is 2024, and we're going to get through this together, folks. My campaign promise to all of you here on Next Question is going to be a good time the whole time, we hope. I have some big news to share with you in our season premiere featuring Kris Jenner, who's got some words of wisdom for me on being a good grandmother, or in her case, a good lovey. You know, you start thinking of what you want your grandmother name to be. Like, are they going to call me grandma like I called my grandmother? So I got to choose my name, which is now Lovey. I'll also be joined by Hillary Clinton, Renee Fleming, Liz Cheney, to name a few. So come on in and take a break from the incessant negativity for a weekly dose of fascinating conversations. Some of them, I promise, will actually put you in a good mood. I loved it. Your energy and joy. I'm squeezing every minute I can for you out of this season of Next Question. Last question, I promise. You have to go. I have to go. (laughs) But it's been so fun. And I can't wait for you to hear it. Listen to Next Question with me, Katie Couric, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now to the top of the countdown and our number one story and my favorite topic, me and things I promised not to tell. And I'm not exactly sure when this happened. It happened in L.A. and it was sunny and warm that day, so it could have been the 4th of July or Christmas. Who knows? But I'm guessing it was around this time of year because it was during the National Football League season of 1999. And it happened when I was working for Fox Sports. And finally getting around to what the story is, it was the day they almost fired Jimmy Kimmel and hired me to replace him. I answered the phone at my home, and at the other end, an Australian voice asked, quote, can you replace Kimmel? 
Relax, ABC's not trying to replace Jimmy Kimmel. This is 23 years ago, but I think of it every time I see a sportscast, particularly a sports broadcast of a ball game, in which one of the sportscasters talks about the point spread or asks a colleague if they're taking the over or the under, can you replace Jimmy Kimmel? Not the ads. The ads for sports gambling have become more ubiquitous than for drugs I'm supposed to ask my doctor about. The ads in which the smoothly read list of mild side effects may cause horrific death is longer than the sales pitch itself. And you wind up not wanting to touch the bottle, let alone take the pill. It's not the ads for sports gambling. Sports itself is now fully in bed with gambling. The National Football League has seven official NFL sports betting partners, seven, which may be more than the number of good teams it has this year. And all the leagues now let their broadcasts run ads for wagering or even stories about the odds on that game, or they even provide methods to bet on the game you're watching while you are watching it. And I do not know who's most surprised by that. Pete Rose, me, Jimmy Kimmel, or the Australian guy on the other end of the phone in 1999. He was David Hill, the co-president of Fox Sports, and he had a problem. In those days, Jimmy Kimmel was the announcer on a comedy game show, and he did TV promos for Fox, but his biggest visibility came from a short segment he did every week for the Fox NFL Sunday pregame show. He picked winners and losers for the games that day. To do only this... He basically walked a tightrope. No references to gambling were permitted. No over-unders, no point spreads. He could say underdog, but he could not say dog because the NFL still believed it could not as much as acknowledge that even one fan was betting money on an NFL game now or at any point in the past. Can you replace Jimmy Kimmel? I mean, it was, after all, just 37 years since two of the NFL's biggest stars, Paul Horning and Alex Karras, had been suspended for gambling on NFL games. It had only been about half that long since the retired Baltimore Colts star Bubba Smith had wildly claimed that there was only one reason his 1969 Colts could have famously lost the Super Bowl to the underdog Jets of Joe Willie Namath. The Colts must have bet on the Jets and thrown the game and not told him. And it was only about a decade since investigative reporter Dan Moldea had written one of the greatest sports books I've ever read called Interference, which detailed how the NFL was basically, you know, founded by bookies, and some of the current owners were the sons and grandsons of bookies, and how the league really didn't end its recurring problem with, you know, fixing games and shaving point spreads for bookies until about 1980. The NFL was kind of sensitive about gambling, even when compared to baseball, which had banned the guy with the second highest career batting average ever, banned him for life over gambling in 1920, and then banned its all-time leader in base hits for life over gambling in 1989. So... It's 10 years after Pete Rose was banned. In 1999, I was doing baseball and their version of SportsCenter for Fox Sports. And the co-president of the network, David Hill, called that day and said, and I'll spare you the fake Australian accent this time, mine, not Hill's, can you replace Jimmy Kimmel? The NFL may ban him from our broadcast because he used the words point spread 
on our show last Sunday. And then he kept using all these insider gambling terms on some radio show yesterday. I think he even said vigorous. Vigorous? No, not vigorous. What David Hill then asked me to do was drop everything, not do that night's cable sportscast, and instead think up and then write up a two to three minute bit that could be funny and could also pick winners and losers that I would do and would replace Jimmy Kimmel on the next edition of Fox NFL Sunday a couple of days later after the league banned Kimmel for life. For God's sakes, though, he said, do not use the word vigorous. Fox Sports was in such a panic that day that they did not want me to waste time by coming into the office to write up the winners and losers segment. They wanted me to write the bit from home, email it to them all, and then come in while all the executives were debating whether or not it was okay. A crew and a producer and one of my suits would be waiting for me, and we would record the thing as soon as the bosses agreed to the script, and then they would submit the taped test run to the NFL. I wrote the script. There were actually a couple of laughs based on such thin gruel as the fact that the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons was named Chris Chandler, and I had once dated a girl named Chris Chandler. Prize-winning this was not. But it didn't use the word vigorous, and I got it done in about an hour. I was getting in the car when Hill called back, okay, stand down on this. We think we've resolved it with Jimmy in the league, but we won't forget what you did for us. And they didn't. They sent me some champagne, and uh, like six months later, they tried to blackmail me into taking a pay cut. Lovely people at Fox. I don't know what the full backstory was on the Kimmel deal. For all I know, the whole thing was just a ruse to scare Jimmy into not using the word vigorous. I haven't seen him since 1999 or 2000, but I do know that the leagues and their television partners used to be so terrified of any link to gambling that they were willing to feed the rumor mill by telling me Jimmy Kimmel was about to get suspended by the NFL just for saying point spread and vigorous, and now the NFL has seven official gambling partners, even while an ex-NFL coach accused one of the franchises of tanking. And if there's anything that should terrify sports gamblers more than tanking, frankly, I don't know what it is. I've done all the damage I can do here. Thanks for listening. If you're not following or subscribed or whatever to this podcast, I wish you would. Please stop a passerby on the street. If you have already subscribed, get them to subscribe. Subscribe. Get them to both subscribe and subscribe. Here are the credits. Most of the music, including this, our theme from Beethoven's Ninth, was arranged, produced, and performed by Brian Ray and John Philip Chanel. They are the Countdown Musical Directors. All orchestration and keyboards by John Philip Chanel. Guitars, bass, and drums by Brian Ray. Produced by TKO Brothers. Other Beethoven selections have been arranged and performed by No Horns Allowed. The sports music is the Olbermann theme from ESPN2. It was written by Mitch Warren Davis, and it appears here courtesy of ESPN Inc. Musical comments from Nancy Faust, the best baseball stadium organist ever. Our announcer today was John Dean, and everything else is pretty much my fault. So that is Countdown for this, the 694th day since Donald Trump's first attempted coup against the democratically elected government of the United States. Arrest him now while we still can. A new edition tomorrow. Until then, I'm Keith Olbermann. Good morning, good afternoon, good night, and good luck.
Countdown with Keith Olbermann is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.